Welcome to Headed Someplace, a show where strong, inspiring, enduring women share their stories with us. This week, my friend Mel is on the show from the teeny tiny town of Buda, Texas, right outside of Austin. Mel, tell us who you are. So, my name is Mel. I am wife to Jordan, also known as Maui, the giant man with crazy hair. <laughs> Maui. <laughs> and mom to Thomas, Gracie, and Tilly, little rascals. Um, and I own Thatcher, a little store, community shop in Buda, Texas. And I co-run it, own it with our best friends, Alan, Laura. Hello. That's Laura. And when I told her she had a really nice radio voice, she did this. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Headed Someplace. Somewhere. <laughs> no, it's someplace. Get it right. <laughs> Mel and Laura are recording this from their shop, so you'll get to hear some more sounds like... Hi, Bailey. Uh, sorry, one of our artists just came in. Oh, cool. It's very cool. And side note, Laura's husband Alex and I were in a band together, so the music for this podcast was actually written by Alex, and our band, The Light Parade, recorded it. We still get together from time to time to flex the old pipes, but um, not to tune my own horn or anything, but I'm actually the one who set Laura up with Alex, and so I'm basically the reason they're married and have the best lives ever. You did. You should to- You should toot that horn. <laughs> I'm tooting it. <laughs> I won- I'll toot it for you because I'm so grateful. <laughs> Good. So, Mel, what is a random fact that not a lot of people know about you? So, Tilly, my 16-month-old, uh, when she was born, I had gone through the whole labor with peaceful instrumental music. And then right down to the wire when I started pushing, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so we turned on salt and pepper. Oh, push it. Push it. <laughs> and that is what she was delivered to. The doctor and the tech, everyone is just getting down when she was born. And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Didn't Jordan like say something awesome at that point? He yelled so loud. You know, people like men cry or... I don't know what they do. Jordan just did like this victory battle cry when she came out. <laughs> he had been like slapping my leg. Every time I would push, he would just, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which then whenever Tilly was born, the nurse was in my face saying, look, 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 look. Because I was staring at Jordan because I could not believe how he was. <laughs> not in a bad way. I was just like... Look at, he's so excited. He's a warrior right now. He's so, yeah, baby birthing man. Like Braveheart. Oh, yeah, he was just so stoked. So you have Tilly, your 16-month-old, and then you have Thomas and Gracie. And how old are they? Thomas is seven. He's in first grade, and Gracie is four. Okay, and you adopted these two lovelies. I did. They're So they're brother and sister, biological brother and sister siblings, and they've lived with us for a couple of years. But our adoption was final. Tilly was born in June, and their adoption was final in December. So we technically had three kids in one year. It was a wild ride. Yeah. And what made you guys decide to adopt? So we knew that we wanted to adopt first prior to having biological kids. And I think for us, we just feel like the Lord had given us the conviction to build our family in that way. Just an extra confirmation for the kids that we did bring into our home that they we had wanted them. That yeah. they had always been planned for, that they'd always been prayed for. We had started the foster process, foster to adopt process, and then I got pregnant on accident. <laughs> <laughs> 
which was not what we thought would happen. And then we ended up losing that baby around 11 weeks. Mm. So that was crazy and difficult season. And then we had, when Gracie was born, we had let them know that we wanted to be considered to adopt them. And we had this crazy year of, we're going to get them. We're not going to get them. This isn't going to happen. And then towards the end, we ended up with them. So that whole time um, when you were kind of like, it may happen, it may not happen. Were you trying to get pregnant? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. We were trying. I was a crazy person. (laughs) I think I had this, you know, because it was an accident the first go around. I just hadn't prepared myself for not being able to make it happen. So, man, we tried everything. And I uh, think it took us about nine or 10 months. And I don't say that we struggled with infertility necessarily, because I know, man, there's people that that's a years and years and years of their story. And that, um, yeah, those were hard just because I think just still dealing with, you know, grief and then losing all control and realizing like, oh, wow, building your family is a thing you can think you can plan. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you had a lot up in the air because it was not only trying to conceive biological children, but also didn't know what was going to happen with Thomas and Gracie. And so I'm sure that that felt super out of control. Yes. I remember so many times in anchor just saying I just want a kid yeah (laughs) just give me a kid yeah and you know I look back now and it's just you know from from this point it's like so easy to see God's grace and his wisdom and all of it but at the time that was so you know that was a season where I was clinging to truths just kind of in theory yeah this is what your word says is truth and I'm going to tell myself that that's true but I'm having a really difficult time connecting that Yeah. Reconciling it with your situation. Yeah. And just, you know, believing that in a way that can affect my emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm going to believe this, but I'm still really angry and I'm still really hurt. Yeah. I can't stand being in that place because it's like, (laughs) oh, I know this with my head, but I want this to change how I feel. I'm still really angry. I'm still really depressed. I'm still sad. Like, just make yeah, I me want better. <laughs> I want the peace that that truth brings. Right. I think there is some freedom in realizing, you know, the Lord doesn't call us to believe those truths and drag our emotions along. Like we can just persevere and trust in the valley and feel the ways that we need to feel because eventually we're going to be out. Right. Things will change and seasons will move on. And I think it's, you know, it's hard and takes courage to really choose to believe those things yeah you really don't want to when you really want to believe that you're like righteous anger (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's true (laughs) yeah that's right and you want to punch people in the face sometimes oh my gosh (laughs) I do I know I'm one of those people I am a I am you're fiery I'm a physical exertion I want to throw things I never have well, that's good. By the Holy Spirit. I think that's one of my favorite things about you is because <laughs> <laughs> is because you can get so mad with me when I call you or when anyone does. And like when anyone feels like they're experiencing injustice, you're like, yeah, let's yeah. let's get them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did this year long women's program. And that was kind of kind of realized like my main thing that I don't believe about God sometimes is that he's he's the righteous judge. I think I'm the righteous judge. Mm -hmm. And I really struggle with, uh, can you hear that cute little train? Yeah, I can. It's really cute. Some Thatcher charm for you. Yes. 
Yeah, but I think that's what I really is one of the things that's so hard for me is injustice and feeling, you know, after the miscarriage and just trying to get pregnant. My struggle all the time is this is not fair. Mm-hmm. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. Which is funny because now I have kids and they say, this isn't fair. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, you don't even know. But I was that person years ago. But it's so hard to say because I know people are in that spot. And it's I think if I were back in that spot and heard someone say this, I would want to hit them. <laughs> just I am. I'm grateful that the Lord took me through that season and just changed so much of what I thought about him and what I thought about myself and what I thought I was capable of. And after dealing with uncertainty and grief, there is this kind of inner resolve that the Lord can build in you Mm. that I'm, I'm glad to have that now. I'm glad to have that for the next thing that comes because something else will come. So after you had Tilly, what was it like to have like three all at once? You're dealing with a newborn. You've newly adopted. New mom times two. Yeah. You know, you feel like the Lord builds these things in you and gives you these dreams. And then sometimes you get to see them very concretely. And that's seeing Tilly with these two kids that we had adopted and getting to see that was so wonderful and so stressful. And <laughs> and with that, I feel like came all of my crazy, don't touch her like that. Don't you need to wash your hands. Like we need to put Clorox on everything. <laughs> and, and, and she also had kind of a rough first year. She ended up in the NICU right after she was born with a collapsed lung. And, you know, she wasn't, she just had some random medical stuff that we ended up in Dell, I think three or four times, one time for a weekend because she had a fever when she was really tiny. And after that, I started to kind of take a nosedive, really, as far as like my mental health and state as she came really obsessed with her in a way that was not healthy. And because I ended up getting diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, but I was like, I don't have that because I'm obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. I want to take care of her in every single way, you know, and that's what they say. They give you these, oh, it's this. And if, you know, if you don't want to take care of yourself, you don't want to take care of your baby. And that's just not what it looked like for me. How did you know that something was off? Well, I mean, I've struggled with anxiety. I don't remember a time in my life not being really anxious Mm. and kind of having my mind just going nine miles an hour with worst case scenarios. And so I think after having her, it was kind of like, oh, this is just an extension of who I am, which I know is not good or healthy for me, but it was kind of, this is just who I am. So I've always been, but then it wasn't until I started to be pretty unhappy. So I've never, I've always been anxious. I've never really struggled with depression and it started to kind of shift into, I think just the anxiety was so intense for so long that I started to not have any joy. I was so stressed about her. I didn't, I wasn't enjoying her. I wasn't enjoying my other kids. And honestly, I think my mom or my sister was, I think it was my mom who was like, listen, you have all of these dreams and aspirations for your children and what their life will be like growing up. And right now you can't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Taking them to the park wasn't fun. And I would try and, you know, muscle through it and laugh and smile, but I was miserable. And I started to lose sleep and I started to just have like more physical symptoms. And so I got online and I think typed in anxiety. I don't know, not thinking it had anything to do with postpartum and ended up reading this checklist and I hit every symptom and thought, oh, okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) guess that's it. Yes, I'm going to the doctor and I have a wonderful OB. I adore her and you take this test and I like I got a good score, but a good score is an awesome good score. (laughs) (laughs) You aced it. I aced it. (laughs) And she came in and was like, oh my gosh, you know, we got to, we got to 
figure this out. And so I did start, I started medication and that's been a long road too of figuring that out. And because I didn't want to take medication and I, the first time I like had that pill, I just stared at it for probably mm. hours. Did you feel like if I take this, I'm not trusting that God can heal me or what, what made you stare at it? I think that, and I am like a crazy independent person who sometimes I'm like, I don't think he can heal me, but I can, Yeah, (laughs) you know, I can figure this out. And, and I didn't, you know, scared of what I was going to be like and what I had convinced myself. If I take this medicine, I'm going to lose like my edge. It's good for me to be so anxious because nothing slips by me. Mm. And if I am on this medication, what if something bad happens? Because I'm not aware or, you know, what if, what if she has a point two fever and I don't catch it? And she dies. Like that's just how, how I would process anything at that point. And so ended up taking it and I mean, it really changed everything. Mm. It did. And, you know, I am able to think things through in a reasonable way. What I used to have to do is I would, (laughs) I would pull like my sister and Laura and friends and be like, okay, if this was your situation, is this what you would think? And all of them would say, no, but we love you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a bug bite, not a tumor. Yeah. Oh, you're probably, yeah, that seems reasonable. (laughs) But I wasn't able to do that on my own. And I'd had some success in the past of, you know, taking my thoughts captive and like meditating on what the truth, but in this situation, I I wasn't able to do that. And I think it has a lot to do with postpartum hormones and yeah. stress and lack of sleep and all of those things that I just got into a place that I needed help. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I had the courage to do that. And I had, you know, support system to encourage me to do that too. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's at first it feels like, oh, if I take this, I'm weak. But really, it was the courageous thing to do. Yeah, because it's hard to and I think especially it seems like it's getting better for sure. But I do, you know, there's always been this stigma around mental health or, you know, anxiety or depression. And I think I can kind of err on the side of like, oh, yeah millennials like we all have problems <laughs> yeah. you know and I'm like I don't want to be that person and I was raised by this super strong independent mom that I'm so thankful for but I like I am the same way and all the women are the same that way like I can do it I can figure it out don't need help and I think that's why you know hearing her say no we need to get a little help yeah was, okay I can I can do that and that is like I'm taking care of myself and I need to do that for my my kids and my, my husband. Right. And everybody else who runs into me and that thinks that lady is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so being strong like that, what is that like in marriage? Oh gosh. In what way? Well, like <laughs> <laughs> in the good ways or the bad ways? Well, maybe both. Like, cause I, I'm sure that it's hard in some ways to be led by husband. And then I'm sure it's, I mean, I know it's a huge gift that God's put in you to be so strong. Well, I mean, I think I'm married to an incredibly strong-willed, like he's big, he's loud, he's sure of himself, he's confident in like beautiful ways that compliment me. But Jordan is somebody who naturally I will listen to. Um, and I respect his opinion, not all the time. <laughs> uh, I respect him just because I know his heart for the Lord and I know his heart for me and for our family. And But 
It does. There have absolutely be time. There've been times I've bucked against that yeah. heart and wanted to take the reins. And I think for us, it just comes down to me confessing that to him and like, Hey, I feel myself right now trying to take control and okay, this is something I need to hand over and trust him to lead. Yeah. I, uh, all of our friends still kind of giggle over it. You had at our wedding said something about me being a lioness. Yeah. And Jordan's dad just loved that. And he still to this day is because they had told me when we first started dating, like, we're really grateful for you because we were a little bit worried that Jordan would just kind of walk all over whoever he dated. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a strong guy, he's got yeah. a strong personality. And I am not the type to get walked all over. You are not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm my mama's girl. That's right. Speaking of mama, I loved what Mel had to say about her parents. I grew up with parents who were very supportive of who we are. I have pink hair in elementary school and... No, you did not. Oh, yeah, I did. That's so awesome. My mom would have died. (laughs) Oh, my mom died it. She did the dying. (laughs) And my dad's the type that's just like one of those uber proud parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I could be like, Dad, I did a load of laundry today. And he would just be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you just are killing it. Y'all, okay, quick break to let you know I'm working to keep these shows coming to you every other week. But I need you to do me a solid and go leave a rating and review on iTunes. Also, some of you have been really good about doing this, but drop me a line on Instagram and let me know who you'd like to hear from on the show. It's at Kara Dawn Z, K-A-R-A-D-A-W-N-Z. That's at Kara Dawn Z. Okay, back to Mel. I didn't really grow up going to church. I kind of would go. I went with my best friend growing up. They were, my parents were always encouraging of that, but I kind of have always wrestled through this identity of I'm, you know, I look at like the women that went to church when I, I didn't identify with them. And I grew up with a bunch of women, like all of my aunts and my mom and were just these strong, loud voices who just weren't meek, you know, and I would read the parts about it, be humble and kind and all of these things that I didn't feel like I could identify with in any way and um, really wrestled through what that looked like for me. I I remember having that same question because I am not a quiet person either. <laughs> and I remember like reading, I think I was probably in junior high or high school and reading this scripture that was like, you know, a gentle and quiet, a woman, I don't, I'm probably going to watch oh. it, but a, a woman yes. with a gentle and quiet spirit is to be praised or something like yeah. that. And I was like, Uh-oh. I remember... Yeah, like crap. What does that mean? I'm. I remember yeah. asking my brother, like with tears in my eyes. I'm not quiet. I don't know if I'm like a godly woman. And he's like, I don't think that's what that means. Yeah, when you look at the women in the Bible, and you're like, the women in the Bible are strong and risk takers, and you know, took those risks based on their trust of the Lord and knew, like, this is what He's called me to, and I'm going to step out in faith, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then the Lord was like, look at these women. They're going to be they're going to be examples to you guys because they're strong and mighty. Mm-hmm. I read this book that was um, I think called Lineage of Grace, and it just had different takes on women in the Bible and just kind of expounded on their stories. And I remember after reading that being like, oh, game changer. Um, yes. <laughs> you just, oh, OK, I can be strong and I can be who I am and I 
can be free in that. And I think there was a, I don't think I've ever told her this, but our friend Molly has always kind of just like inspired me in the way that I, I don't know if you've ever been around her when she dances and you're just like, <laughs> it's so awesome. And she's so free and she's so just like sure of herself. And I remember we were all kind of newly in these relationships and going to weddings together and we would all go out and dance and Molly would dance and I would just watch her and be like, I want that. Yeah. You know, I want to know who I am and I want to feel comfortable. And I do feel like a lot of that came from learning to just be who I am and, and know that the Lord has made me in, in the ways that he's made me. And he's made me the kind of person that accidentally cusses sometimes. <laughs> or maybe not accidentally. <laughs> accidentally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the beautiful thing in the body of Christ is it's so different. Now the community that we're in, there's women who have known the Lord from a young age, have been walking with the Lord for 50 years, and they're, you know, have gone to women's conferences. They've led a totally different life than I have, and I can learn so much from them and that's can, right. you know, like just like appreciate their faith and their story so much, even though it looks different than mine. But I know there is also a time where I can look at a woman who struggles and who grew up similar to me and feel like, okay, I, you know me, you know what I'm like, we can understand each other. And so, yeah, I think it's, you know, you kind of can cheat people when you are willing to be like who God made you to be. Yep. Because we need it all. I need yep. it all. I need the, I need those gentle and quiet women to teach me. <laughs> yes. So I asked Mel how she and Laura decided to start this business together, and she said that neither one of them really considered themselves entrepreneurs, that it really just came from their desire to work together and be together. And they had actually flipped a farmhouse together and got to pick out flooring, furniture, style it. Towards the end of that project, we both kind of felt like, okay, this is something that we can do. Mm -hmm. We enjoy doing it. We get to be together. This is a way that we can meet people, you know, serve our community in a way that fits like our passions and what we like. And so we, it happened so fast. I think we were driving around one day and I had said, how cool would it be if we had a shop in downtown Buda where we could work together? And Laura is like, oh yeah, that'd be so cool. While she's like on realtor.com looking for spaces. <laughs> yes. And she just, uh, yeah, she just, just did it, which is like why the store is open. Mm. And we started looking at spaces. I think probably two days later, we had like a business plan, our mock website, everything ready to go. And then <laughs> we kept just kind of rolling with it and being like, okay, well, we, you know, we'll do it until this happens or we'll do it till this happens. And I think we were all kind of waiting for the no or for the like, oh, this isn't going to happen. We can't get by this point. And all of it just kept happening so quickly and so well that we didn't really have the option to not do it. It was yeah. kind of like the Lord was just, here's this, here's this, here's this. And has just brought alongside incredible people. Like the businesses in Buda are awesome. We get to share a story. So Thatcher is, is named after the baby that Jordan and I had lost. And we've been very open about that because Eddie did a, uh, the city of Buda did a little video and we've had women come in after and say, I saw that on the video. Like, I appreciate you being honest with that. And that's part of my story too. And, and we've been able people like, what makes, what started the business? And we are just like, Jesus did. <laughs> yes. I love that. You know, we'll get, cause we can't not 
like the coolest part of the story and the store for us is that the Lord made it so clear at every single point that this is what he wanted us to do. Yeah. Because it's crazy. It is crazy. Like sitting in here looking around like this is unbelievable. And there's no way to say, oh, yeah, we're like savvy business women, which I'm like, maybe we are a little bit. Yeah, you totally are. Laura's shaking her head no at me right now. (laughs) So there are people on one side that say, oh, don't do business with a friend. It'll like ruin it. There's other people that are like, oh, man, you know, this has been the best experience ever. What? do you think makes you and Laura able to do a business together? Because I'm sure there are tense times and there are differing opinions. And when finances are involved, it's complicated. So how do you do that and keep a good friendship? Lots of grace. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, I don't like conflict, which is funny because I'm like kind of a loud, like strong person, but I will duck out of conflict if given enough warning. And Laura's not that way. But in a way that's really nice because she'll just be like, hey, I see this. What's the deal? And there's lots of understanding and grace to be to give to one another and to each other's families. And our husbands are best friends, too. And, you know, they walked right alongside us with the miscarriage. And there's trust built when you walk through grief with somebody. And the same thing for Laura, like right when we started the store. Laura had a miscarriage and it was, you know, we were thrown back into that season and walking through that together. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that kind of, you know, gave us perspective of the store is the store, but like we are family. This is what comes first. We're going to take care of each other. We're going to walk this road together. And again, just going back to realizing like, this is not ours. Like we've been given this as a gift and this is something that the Lord has entrusted us to take care of together. And that's a gift that he's, you know, said, the four of you are going to do this and you're going to steward it and you're going to figure it out. And, and I know, you know, the way that our friendship works isn't for everybody because everybody has different personalities and preferences, but we're currently neighbors. Kind of, we live down the street from each other and we are so peeved by it because we want to be next door. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, you know, that's not everybody's life, but we've, you know, I remember a few years back, we sat at one of our dining tables and said, like, okay, are we going to do this thing? And it was kind of like, if you guys move, we're going to go. Like, we're going to commit to being each other's community and we're going to raise our kids together. And It's such a gift to have both, you know, the wives and the husbands be best friends is is so not common, I don't think. So it's so cool that you all four, with all your four different personalities and gifts— have that same vision and desire for your families to be together. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, that's all that it is, is a gift. And, and it doesn't come without work, for sure. Yeah. And there's definitely been times that I don't think the guys have this so much. I don't think they have their little tips. Because <laughs> they're guys. They're, no. they're guys, yeah. Um, there is a point where you, someone has seen enough of you that you trust they're not going anywhere. And you can, you know, be more vulnerable when you know someone's not going anywhere. That's right. That's exactly right. Okay, so Mel, if you could go back five or ten years and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? I think probably that it's going to be all right. I think that was kind of a thing that I had to speak to myself, which is such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. But when I was just in the trenches of anxiety and stress and figuring out who I was, that was just a big thing I had to speak over myself. Yeah. Which is not like hyper spiritual and not, you know, it's more just like. It's practical. 
yes, the sun is going to come up tomorrow yeah. and you're going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. And the Lord is going to unfold the story for you the way that he's going to do it. And, you know, time to give up this iron grip you have on every single thing in your life and probably just like loosen up. Yeah. Loosen up. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, be who you are and that's okay. And it's better. It's more fun and there's more freedom. Yeah. And to be like, be strong and courageous in the Lord. You know, Jordan and I are entering this season where I feel like both of us are feeling the Lord call us to like proclaim him in every situation that we can. And it's been cool because there'll be little times when, you know, someone will ask us a question and one of us will kind of dodge it. They're like, oh, I could talk about Jesus right there, but I don't want to. (laughs) And the other person, you know, it'll be like, hey, you know, not like a no judgment or no like condemnation, just like, hey, we can do this. And it's all right. And I feel like lately when I feel like a nudge from the Lord, my heart goes like 90 miles an hour. Mm. I don't know if that's anybody else, but (laughs) just, you know, like this, you should pray for that person or you should say this thing or you should do it. And, and I've just seen just a lot of fruit from being obedient. And even if the fruit is like, Hey, this is not the end of the world. Like you could do something and it could be weird and that's okay. Yeah. And I think that's a, kind of a new season we're walking into that five or 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. So to have those nudges from the Lord, like you're talking about, to me, it seems like that has to come out of some sort of connection with him. And you're running into business. You actually have another business on the side we haven't even talked about. where you are kind of an admin assistant for some clients, but um, your husband works, you're shuttling kids around. How do you connect with God? What does that look like for you right now? A lot of it looks like little, like, five-minute snippets here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super distractible. Like, I can get distracted very easy, and I don't really get any time by myself, yeah. um, which is a new, yeah, which is just, like, I'm an introvert, and, oh, yeah, it's been <laughs> difficult, but I think, like, just savoring those five minutes in the car if I'm, you know, going to get Thomas off the bus or, and kind of using those moments to either, like, listen to worship or listen to a podcast or listen to something that kind of stirs my affections for Jesus because I don't have like five minutes is not going to work for me to be able to like open my Bible and do my Roman study. You know, I don't, yeah. At this season of my life, like, yes, I am trying to carve out time to get in the word and like really do that. But right now that looks like being in community around women and men who point me to Jesus and, you know, speak, scripture and truth into parts of my life that I hadn't thought about and being encouraged by that. But I think it really is just gleaning all of that from the aspects of my life that are already happening. Right. And, and really like when I'm preaching the gospel to my kids, I'm preaching that to myself. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, Jesus calls us to do this. And I'm like, yeah, Melanie. Yeah. And mommy needs to do this too. (laughs) Yeah. And I do feel like, man, there's so much, the storybook Bible. Oh, you said the storybook Bible? Storybook Bible, yeah. Okay, yeah. The Jesus Storybook Bible is actually meant for kids. We read it to our kids too, but it's Ugh, awesome. Whatever. I'm like, I cry. I, I read those stories and I'm just. Yes. Golly. I, I cry. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's it so really beautiful. Is. Which is just so sweet of him too, to like give us himself just as we go along in our days and in our parenting and in our wifing. Because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I used to think that I needed to sit down for an hour and like 
And I loved it. It didn't. It wasn't like I did it because I felt like I had to. But then there was this part of me that's like, if I don't, then I'm not going to have Jesus. <laughs> right. And I'm going to yes. make the worst mistakes and I'm going to whatever. And there's been so much grace that I've felt. The Lord, like, he doesn't withhold himself from us, like, because of our season of life. And he doesn't yes. withhold himself from us. Because it's not dependent on us anyway. It's like right. he is who he is and he can't not be who he is because we didn't spend, you know, more than 30 minutes sitting alone, quiet at 4 a.m. with him. Yes. You know? Oh, my gosh. Right. And I do think some of it is conviction from the Lord. And I think some of it's guilt of, you know, oh, I need to be like working through this Bible study. And and I think that is right. And I, you know, know the benefit of spiritual disciplines and I, I want those, but... Yes. But there, it's just kind of mind blowing to think like the creator of the universe loves me enough to speak to me in the craziness of my life when I am not, you know, pursuing him in the ways that I want to, or even feel called to sometimes like he is pursuing me and that's not going to change. Right. And he's just like pursuing us through crazy ways. You know, we've had Warren and I were in here one day and we had these women come in that had stayed for a couple hours. And they were um, a little, like, older enough than us to know some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just the kind of of women that, like, just spoke life into us. And one of the ladies just was, like, people kept coming in and out. And she would kind of greet them. And then she leaned over to me and she was, like, just so you know, I'm not leaving because I'm going to pray for you guys. Yes. And then just prayed over us and spoke like directly to so much of the stuff. It was one of those times when someone prays it and you open your eyes and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. Just that Laura and I left and we're like, golly, that's so sweet. Yes. He just came into your space while you were doing your day and took time to encourage you. Yes. Melanie wrote a guest post up on the Headed Someplace blog about struggling through miscarriage, so that'll be up on the show notes as well at headedsomeplace.com. Also on the show notes, Mel gives some extras for us, like the music she's listening to and loving right now, which I've been listening to also all day, and she lists the books that have been the most influential in her life, which I'm also really excited to read uh, a couple of those I haven't checked out yet. So, Um, disclaimer, the verse that I said I'd probably botch, I totally did. It was actually just talking about God's pleased with a gentle and quiet spirit and not that he's displeased with another spirit. (laughs) But, um, anyway, you can find me on Instagram at Kara Dawn Z, K-A-R-A-D-A-W-N-Z. Music today by The Light Parade at youtube.com slash The Light Parade. And I hope today you feel a little less alone and a little more encouraged.